You are listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, a Fantasy Collective production, with your hosts, Fox and Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Fantasy Nightcap. I am your host, Fox, and I'll be the bartender tonight with my regular Shane. How are you doing tonight, man? Man, I'm good. It's good to see your your beautiful face again. It's been a while, it feels like. It's been three or four weeks. Yeah, I know, which is crazy. But NFL's back. Finally get you back. Let's rock and roll, baby. Uh, Absolutely. Let's uh, kick it off with what you're drinking tonight. Yep, so I uh, went to the grocery store about a week ago and was like, let's try something new. So I grabbed uh, Sycamore Stoned Fruits. It is a wheat ale with fruit, and I got to remember what's in there. It's uh, Juicy Mango, Sticky Peach, mm. and Sweet Nectarine. Um, it's 5% alcohol by volume, uh, and it's a tall can, so I, uh, I enjoy it. It's really good. And Andrea nice. actually likes it. That's a surprise. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't do wheat. The flavor of it's too much for me. Even fruit wheat? Yeah, it's just there. There's just that little bit of taste to it that I generally don't care for. But I got you. fruit, I might uh, fruit, I might try. I got you. Well, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I was trying to save my specialty stone that I got that tastes like an orange creamsicle, mm. but. It only comes in a four pack and it sold out before I can get it anymore. And Aww. I drank I drank the last one yesterday. I couldn't hold off anymore. <laughs> so I'm still going with something new. And it's um I think I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Ardbeg and it's called uh Wee Beastie. Okay. And it's a scotch. Nice. A scotch whiskey. And I've forgot how much I don't care for this after having <laughs> bourbon or whiskey for the most part. So it's, yeah. it's good, but it's, I got to get used Not to the flavor favorite. of it. Yeah. Uh, my, my grandfather Very smoky. Is a big scotch drinker. And he's always said scotch is an acquired taste. Yeah, it, it's good, but it's very smoky right now. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's like lingering and burning in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Make a note not for next time. (laughs) And it's only. It's only a five year, so it doesn't it's not smooth. I mean, it's smooth for what it is, but it could be it'd be better if it was a little smoother. But my brother in law told me told me about it and we don't have a BevMo that close out here, but we have total wine, which is so much better. Yeah. And their selections 10 times better than what BevMo is. So I actually was able to find it. And then apparently there's a liquor store out here that carries everything. Ooh. So like there's a, um, a beer out here. And this guy makes two, they're, they're called, um, 
Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger. Okay. And he, they're based on, uh, they're not monks. I can't remember who they are, but it's based on an actual person. And they, he only makes batches of them. So they're like super hard to get. Yeah. People line up out the door to get them. And I've only had the younger. I've never had the elder. Okay. And, but there's a liquor store out here that sells it because the guy makes it out here. And the only person that knows what that liquor store is, (laughs) we don't talk to anymore. And I don't want to hit her up just to be like, hey, so remember that liquor store you told me about? Where is that? (laughs) I gotcha. But right. it's somewhere around here. You ready to talk but some football? I am. We can get into our top shelf performances of the week, and we'll kick it off with our quarterbacks. Um, I only honor two of these. I don't honor one of them, <laughs> but I had to. I had to put it on here just because you got the points. But uh, we'll start with Kyler Murray picking up right where he left off, and. Yeah. The the four hundred passing yards is what actually su- like surprised me here. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray is the reason that my dad beat me in our our home league. He had thirty nine points in our home league, so I'm just like, all right, dad, there's nothing I can do about that. So uh, yeah, shout out to Kyler. Um, if you've got him, you are just like relishing in the the glow that is kyler murray and his his glow up um like he's got a legit shot and some people call this in the offseason at qb1 overall which is even with how good mahomes is that's still surprising to me yeah i wouldn't even i'd be tempted to even say top five so i've been impressed so far with with how he's played so i don't think he'll finish as a QB as QB one overall, but I think at this rate it'll be for sure a top three finish. Yeah. I mean, either way, you're you're happy with with what you're getting out of him. Yeah, totally. All right, you ready to talk about your favorite player? No. <laughs> we can keep it quick. Uh, no, this one's so stupid. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, two hundred thirty-nine yards, one touchdown, one hundred seven rushing yards, and two touchdowns. It's that that rushing floor that gets him there. It is. Like if you if you watched this game, which I did, like he was missing balls, deep balls especially left and right, and it like I think it it was actually Ray GQ who tweeted like having Bateman is going to be so important for Lamar. And I completely agree because it's going to give him an actual wide receiver across the middle. Uh, see, I disagree because I don't, I don't think it's going to matter because he won't hit him. Well, I think the it it will just give him another option to actually because like right now it's basically Andrews or Hollywood Brown, and True. the way they're using Hollywood Brown, most of the time it feels like it's deep and it like. That's not where Lamar is accurate. You've said it on here a thousand times. That's not his bo- most accurate pass, and if that's what you're I mean, relying on, like even his short crazy. ones, even his short passes, there were a few that uh, there was one to Andrews. If he puts it where he's supposed to, 
I mean, Andrews is gone for at least another 10, 15 yards, but instead it's, you know, he's, it's a catch and a one to two yard gain and a tackle because it's yeah. thrown behind him. And I mean, there were, I think the first six passes he threw were all awful. And two of them were interceptions and they were completely on him, not any receiver. And he should have had two touchdowns, but one was overthrown and one he threw. Uh, God, he overthrew Hollywood. So yes, bad. in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, was oh, the, the, that that's his first either. one. Yeah. yeah. The, fir- the first one. Yeah. But then his second interception for Matthew was, I mean, you could put any normal person out there and they'd pick it off because you're literally throwing it to the defense. Yeah. So it was and, and kind I of just, on Watkins, but not that, not like. Not that second still... one. The second one. The, yeah, the first one, it could go both ways, but yeah, Lamar's just, he can't put it where he's supposed to. Yeah. But I don't know. I It's, it's worse because Chris Collinsworth would blow him in a heartbeat. And it's just like, they just praise the praise for him. And even Mahomes has just gone yeah. so far that like it's they think that Lamar is just this like God that has been gifted to us on the football field and it's not good. And they don't criticize him. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, the one interception, they even kind of pointed out that it was on the receiver when it was on him. Yeah. Like it was and on it's... the receiver if you watch it, but at the same time, it was so poorly thrown that she, like, it was a stretch kind of blaming it on the receiver. The one in the end zone is, is the one they were blaming it on, too. And there's the receiver was going. He hadn't even finished his route yet. Lamar's putting it where he's putting it out too far. Yeah. You know, and it's just. But I feel like if. Like with Mahomes throwing his interception, which cost them, I think cost them the game besides CEH. Um, sealing the deal with his fumble, but you know, even then they don't criticize him that much on, Oh, he really shouldn't have thrown that. It's still like the praise of look at these guys making plays, but they're making stupid plays and they just think they're like the greatest thing on earth. It's just super annoying to watch. And I mean, I can't deny his rushing talent, but I mean, 239, he should have had three touchdowns through the air if you look at it that way and yeah. you're never going to get that production. So it's, you're always having to rely on him to bail you out. And I was talking to tycoon about it and I don't know why the chiefs were doing it, but the chiefs were defending the pass and letting him run. Yeah. And all they have to do is defend the run and let him pass and you'll win the game. Yep. So this is why I don't, I don't understand it. And I mean, the, the Raiders figured it out, and if the Raiders can figure it out, any other team should be able to figure it out. <laughs> Except maybe the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it seems like a simple thing, and, you know, obviously you're not going to stop every run because he is a talented runner, but yeah, you can see these moments where he hesitates and actually goes through his reads and then tries to run. He gets stopped. Yeah. So I don't know why they don't try and force him to pass and pressure the run instead. 
But I told Tycoon too, is they were getting gouged by the run no matter who had the ball. It wasn't just Lamar. Yeah, no. So it's not like you know, it's not like he's the sole purpose of why things went the way they did. They just couldn't stop anybody, but Yeah, no. It's it's annoying to watch. All right. And then third on the list is Danny freaking dimes. 249 yards, a touchdown, 95 yards rushing in a touchdown. Is Danny Dimes becoming a Konami code quarterback? Kind of seems like it. I don't like it, but. <laughs> I, uh, it's, a uh, it's interesting to see. Um, he's had, a a couple of weeks of being decent. Um, and actually scoring scoring really well for fantasy. Um, so I guess the question is, is, does he maintain this? And if he does, like, what's that What's that return look like? If he maintains it, the return's fantastic. But it is the Giants, and he's got to be able to keep what he's doing going. And I think... I think he has the rushing ability, obviously, but he doesn't have a f- what it seems like is a hundred percent healthy Saquon. So I think that that's part of the reason he is able to do what he's doing right now. But I think once Saquon's back to a hundred percent, that's kind of going to go drop down a little bit for him to where it's kind of going to be not in the same vein, but in the same reality of what uh, Lamar is, that you're hoping for that rushing ceiling because the passing I don't think is going to be there. I mean, it was only 249, and I think that's what it's going to be consistently in that like mid to low 200s. But, I mean, I, he doesn't well, look so- terrible as a runner, so it's – I don't know – I I don't know. He could keep it up, but I, I just don't see it happening. So here's my question, I guess. With Saquon healthy, do you not think that potentially helps his passing game because it gives him a checkdown option? It could. I mean, yeah, I think they still lean a little bit more on the run. Yeah. But I think that it's going to be almost a too many mouths to feed situation. And I don't think they have. I think Kenny G is going to be a problem. And not in a good way. And I think this offense is eventually just going to be hindered by. Someone's not getting the ball. Saquon's the guy you should be giving it to. Well, you think you should be giving it to. I don't think this injury is 100% why he looks the way he looks. Um, but I don't know. It's it's the Giants. So it's it looks – I think you'll see a look of, oh, they got their shit figured out one week, and then the next week everything's falling apart Fall again. Apart. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's too tough to say with them, whereas other teams it kind of seems like, okay, you know they'll gel and put it together, but – the Giants, it's just, it is what it is. So I I think he's got the talent to do it. It's just, I think the consistency is going to be an issue. Yeah. 
totally. And I like him. I I I would like to see more of this, but it kind of seems like it comes and goes. Yeah. And it generally seems to be if no, and it, I I don't even think it falls in line with if Saquon's hurt or not hurt. It's just whatever the game seems to fall into, but yeah. I don't know. Right. I I think their offense is too good for it to not be consistent, but it just doesn't seem like they have it figured out. Yeah. All right. So our flat performances are Jameis Winston, 111 yards, zero touchdowns, cool. 19 rush yards, and a touchdown. Dak Prescott, 237 and zero touchdowns, but still got the win. Joe Burrow, 207, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. And I'm shocked you didn't put another. Honestly, I would have taken Dak off for this person. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. So I, I left the rookies off just because they all played like crap. Yeah, that's fair. But I kind of want to. I mean, it was more Dak. I'm not worried about it. They ran the ball. Yeah. Well, and and like I said, they got the win. Um, I think this was more like if he throws for two touchdowns instead of Pollard and Zeke rushing right. for two touchdowns, this is a, a different game for him. Um, so yeah. it, it just ended up being who ended up scoring the touchdowns and, and how, um, and that was a good defense. I mean, again, they play, they've played mm-hmm. two really tough defenses so far and they've looked real, I think pretty good, um, as a team. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worried about this. Um, Jameis is, is a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, this is, but I, I, mean, I think you're... honestly what's going to happen is Jameis will be, Throughout the year, he'll be somewhere in between week one and week two. Yeah. Some weeks you'll get week one, Jameis. Some weeks you'll get week two, Jameis. And then yep. a majority of the weeks you'll get somewhere right in the middle. The really concerning part, I think, is just the total pass yardage. Is I think he's barely thrown for 260 yards. Which yeah, I was going to say, week one, shocking. I don't, I don't think he had a high pass volume there either. Was 148. Um, yeah. But he threw five touchdowns, so that's the the concerning part for me. Um, yeah, I'm, and then any anything to add on Burrow or Winston? I'm not worried about it. I mean, you you still got the two touchdowns, the interceptions. They are what they are. But I I not too worried about this one yet. I mean, he played he played good week one. I think he'll be fine. All right, running backs. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I only want to talk about one top-shelf performance. Derrick Henry, 182 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, six catches on six targets for 55 yards. Good, like, Jesus Talk about a bounce back. Christ, yeah. yeah. Like, this is... So, and Tennessee ended up winning the game, so I'd like them to take a note. Run your offense through Derrick Henry like you are supposed to, and then that'll probably end up opening everything else up. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I mean, this was a, a monster game. This is why you draft Derrick Henry and redraft. Um, I I mean, it was amazing because he started slow too. Like hit all of his – Yeah, I was a little worried that we were going to get – they did. 
and I, I was a little worried we were going to get the same thing as last week. And when I, I think I checked back at, after the third quarter and was like, oh, I think he has two touchdowns already. This is much better. And then I saw the yardage. I was like, oh, holy shit. This is much better. This is where we're supposed to be last week and yeah. where we're supposed to be moving forward. But, I mean, same with Aaron Jones. I mean, yeah, he totally redeemed himself from last week too. Uh, 100%. And, you know, both of them dropped 40 points. And I mean, the next closest person, which is insane is McCaffrey, who was almost half of what they got. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you had your top, top shelf and then you had your top shelf. And I mean, yeah. the only other person so I wanted I'm, to highlight is I'm going to make this a, a tequila um, <laughs> comparison. Okay. So we had Derrick Henry and we had Aaron Jones. They're extra Anejo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Christian McCaffrey. He's coming in at just re- regular Anejo. Okay. And then our, our third guy on the list on the actual show sheet is Tony Pollard. And he's just, you know, your reposado. So still pretty good, but not as good as the other guys. Um, and I, I, I actually really like that analogy. <laughs> is Pollard anything to be concerned with Zeke over? Or is this just they fed the hot hand? I I don't think it's either, really. I think I mean, Pollard looked good, yeah, but I, I'm not worried about Zeke. Like Zeke, they, they, they paid Zeke. They're going to get him the ball. But like I said, last week and this week, they've played two really good defenses. Last week, they played the probably the best front seven in the entire league. Ooh, excuse me. And Zeke pass blocked his ass off. Yeah, okay. If Zeke doesn't play the way that he does last week, Dak Prescott has another broken ankle. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of it. This week, he looked a lot better. He looked a lot sharper. Um, I think going forward, he'll be absolutely fine. Um, There will be games where you get this from Pollard. It's just like when, I mean, hell, it's just like last week with Jamal Williams. It's just like last year in, in 2019 with Jamal Williams in Green Bay and even like a Latavius Murray in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a game where he maybe outproduces the starter. But Zeke, to me, is is still the starter. Zeke, to me, is still the guy that you want. And when they're not facing a, a top half defense, we'll probably see Zeke go off for another really good game. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah, this is why I want Zeke. I'm not 100% convinced. I'm I'm not worried. I'm getting there with yeah, him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um I'm actually looking something up real quick, so give me a second. But I also think Pollard is a very good compliment to him. Yeah. And I think he's earned his right to be on the field as much as he is, or getting the handle he is. Well, uh, so Zeke had 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Like yeah, his performance wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still good. And then he had two catches for 26 yards this week. So, and one of those I saw was actually a really nice play. Um, yes. I, I think it's just a matter of getting Dak back into the mix and, and 
getting everybody comfortable with Dak being the quarterback and not it being freaking Ben DiNucci or Andy Dalton or Cooper Rush or whoever the hell else played quarterback mm-hmm. for us last year. I, I think it's just like everyone's kind of getting their, their groove back, and this was a more of a grinded-out game, and we saw that. So I'm I'm fine yeah. with Zeke's performance this week, um, and I think going forward it'll be more much of the same. All right. Well, our flat performance is um, Antonio Gibson is our first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, after his first week, I mean, it's 69 yards, but no touchdowns. His receptions were two for four yards, so it's not like he was involved much in the passing game. But I also feel like they kind of just took him out of this game for no reason. And I'm not worried about him at all. Oh, but I it was more. Well, I'm not. It was more just. It was more just an eyebrow raise to what the hell they're doing with the offense, and I don't. I don't know why you're putting McKissick in when you have a guy that can do just the same thing but better. To me, I think he's quite a bit more talented than McKissick yeah, I is, mean, I- but. I think he's probably more talented than McKissick, but for some reason this team likes McKissick. Taylor Heineke likes McKissick, and yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not worried because I think I only have one share of him in, in managed leagues. Anything else is best ball, so like it's not going to yeah, affect same. me. But this, like, there there were reasons that I outlined why he was being overdrafted. And now they're all kind of coming to fruition um, because he's not going to play Dallas every week. And two, his two best games last year were against Dallas, where he scored a majority of his touchdowns and had most of his yards. Right. And then the snap share with McKissick, I, I tried to tell people. I tried Nobody would listen. They were all like, Gibson to the moon, Gibson to the moon. He's the next CMC. He has not seen CMC usage his entire time in Washington. There is absolutely no reason to believe that he is going to be the next CMC. No, and that's why I kind of held off on grabbing him anywhere. I think the only places I have him in are best ball as well. But, I I mean, I agree. I, I think you – I think you'll get a little bit of better performance week to week, but it's going to kind of ride upon like this stat line. I think for the most part, I think you'll have one or two big ones, but you know, if I had him, I'll wait for a big game and then sell him. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then Barkley 57 yards and not involved much in the passing game here either. Uh, and one of those was a, I think a 40 plus yard carry. So, I mean, the stat line is padded by, I mean, it was a solid run, but you take that away and he did absolutely nothing. And I think yeah, honestly, I'm not worried, though. I, I, I'm really not because I don't think we're going to see what he was again. I, I would, I would just, I would just say, be patient. Um, to, to anyone listening because he's coming back from a significant injury. Get out of my cup, you stupid fly. Um, he's coming back from a significant injury. They told us 
that they were going to inch him back in. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I think for the long-term health of Barkley and the long-term success of the team, this is going to end up working out for them for the better and for Saquon. So just be a little bit patient. I know it sucks. I know it's hard. Um, but you, I, he'll be fine, I think. So like, And I, and I would week, say don't, don't feel bad about benching him. I think it's funny all the people pounding their chest like he's a stud, start him. Right now he's not a stud, so no, don't start him. Like, yeah, I think this is what you're going to get for at least one or two more games. And if I had him and had the ability to bench him, I'd be doing it. He would not be in my lineup for. Uh, well, honestly, I think he's got to. Next week, start him because these pl- they're playing Atlanta, and Atlanta's bad. Atlanta's real bad. I don't know. I'd still almost sit him for that one. Uh, I don't think he's back like you think he is. If if he doesn't do it here, I mean, I'm not worried about like, oh, no, he's he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's still, okay, he's not back from his injury, but uh, it would make me for sure pause and think, okay, he's definitely not a hundred percent and that's not going to be another week. And he is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking at least four to five is where you're going to see the change. That's fair. And then the last is Camara eight carries, oh, five man. yards, <laughs> six targets, four catches, 25 yards. What the hell happened? I wish, I, I wish I could have seen this game because the stat lines coming out of it are just insane. I mean, so the one thing I'll chalk up to this is Carolina's defense, while they're young, they're going to be pretty damn good, I think. And I think, like, I don't want to chalk this whole game up to that because it's just, like, it's too weird and too low. But I know that's part of it. Well, it seems like when he has bad games, they're really, really bad. Yeah. So I'm... He's nothing. I, I'm not worried about it. But yeah, seeing that stat line was like, <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. Especially coupled with that uh, the Jameis Winston stat line. It's just it was you know you're you're not getting anything from anybody there. Yeah. All right, wide receivers. This first one for top shelf. It hurts both of us because we are. I hate it so much fans i mean i like cup too but i i really like i invested in bobby trees and need him to i mean he still had a decent game but i mean he's completely overshadowed by no (laughs) 163 yards two touchdowns and nine catches like sweet baby jesus um there's clearly a connection there with stafford he is just peppering him so anything i'm hoping on that one uh, just that I'm hoping every other defense that they have to face figures it out and takes him away so that he can throw it to Woods. But it does make me a little concerned for Woods, which hurts. I I think long-term, he'll be fine. Stafford's too good. This team is too good um, for Bobby Trees to just be completely irrelevant. He looks looks so good in L.A., and I hate it. Yeah. 
Uh, Tyler Lockett, 178 Ooh. yards, one touchdown, eight catches. I mean, if God you didn't damn. get a chance to watch any part of this Tennessee-Seattle game, I mean, I only watched like the last five minutes, and it was a just a barn burner. Like, it was fun to watch. Um, and Lockett and, and Russ are, are doing their thing. Um, blowing it up in the beginning of the year. Do you? Yeah, think I was gonna, gonna say, continue? how long does this last? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea. To be completely, it feels, honest. it feels different. I will say that. I mean, these are absurd numbers that he's putting up, and yeah. while I don't think it's gonna hold, I, I'm not a DK believer by any means. So this isn't a surprise to me. And I actually think that this, while the numbers won't be as consistent with being up for 150 every week, I think Lockett is going to be the guy for at least this season. Uh, And I, I, I think it can hold up. I know I know Lockett usually fades out after, what, three or four games, and then Russ fades out about six games. But yep. I don't know. The connection there is it feels different this year. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you're going to continue to do it until they stop. So, uh, yeah. it's been it's been fun to watch. I, I agree. All right, and then last for top-shelf performances for receivers, we've got Terry, quarterback-proof, McLaurin, 107 yards, one touchdown, 11 catches on 14 targets. Um, That's what is beautiful. I feel like we were expecting – yeah, totally. I feel like we were expecting this with Fitzgerald. That is Ryan – no, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Sorry. It's absolutely night here. I do apologize. Um, yeah, this is what we were imagining with Fitzpatrick, and then Taylor Heineke came in and did it. Like, okay, give me that whenever. Like, I, I, this is awesome. Like, I, I love Terry McLaurin. Um, get that man a quarterback next year. Well, I think, and I think, uh, Nami Brown is going to miss a couple games. So this. Pushes yeah. him even higher, especially with Samuel still out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, I, I think it's going to get uh, even better. Here a couple, yep. a couple more times. Yeah. Oh yes, awesome. yes. Now the flats on this one are yeah, these so, ones hurt. Yeah, AJ Brown. Actually, I had I had to double check that it wasn't Antonio Brown <laughs> when I was looking I, it up. He didn't have a great game either. Yeah, um, and I, and I was like, wait a second. This game was a pretty high-scoring game. I'll, I had to double-check, but then I was like, no, Henry got everything in there. And well, did you see the tweet from A.J. Brown? I think it was this week. He said one of his family members texted him and said, bro, you couldn't have even caught COVID this week if it was staring you in the face. <laughs> so that, I think, chalks up A.J. Brown's performance. <sighs> Yeah. Tyreek Hill, 14 catches on or 14 yards on three catches. Ugh. Amari Cooper, 24 yards on, on three catches. Hill basically was the Ravens game. Like they game plan to take Hill out of the game. Oh, yes. That's what they no, did. Yep. So 
you saw Demarcus Robinson score a touchdown. You saw Mikkel Hardman have uh, his most receptions, I think, in an, in his NFL career, which was only Pring- five. What, Pringle had a touchdown? Freaking Pringle. Um, Once you pop, don't you know. don't stop. Huh? That's the ad for Pringles. Once you pop, oh you don't God. stop. <laughs> <laughs> you might be too uh, too young for that one. Yeah. Well, I thought you were saying that because I keep like rearing back to try and smack the fly that's flying around my house. Um, that's why you need. That's why you need one of these, man. Is it a fly swatter? Oh, a salt gun. Oh, dude, I yes. couldn't have one of those. Our whole house would be covered in salt just because I'd have too much fun shooting it. Um, oh, yes. So, do any of these are, are these concerning to you? Any one of these three? AJ Brown is. Yeah, because this is the second week where we've kind of seen dilapidated production from him. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's kind of a stagnant offense so far. Because, uh, I mean, nobody performed well last week. Him or Jones didn't really perform well this week. It was the Henry show. So, um, other than Henry, I'm kind of concerned with this whole offense, you know, outside of that. So, it's kind of – I think you have to keep starting him. But – I'm not starting Jones in any leagues. And I'm only really, I mean, I'd be nervous to start Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there. Um, all right. So next tight ends, top shelf performances. I mean, Mr. Mr. Top shelf mm. himself, Travis Kelsey, Automatic. Yard, one touchdown, seven catches on eight targets. Nothing more to say about that. Gronk, nope. th- this is this is the one. This is the one that we need to talk about. Uh, well, we can talk about the third one too, but 39 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. So yep. in his last three games, including the Super Bowl, he has two touchdowns in each of those games. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I love it. I hate I it. I mean, I, I love it, but I hate it because it's just <laughs> he comes back. And it's just right back to it. And it's, I mean, I had a, I have a league where I have Hawkinson and I picked Gronk up when I heard he might be coming back. And I generally don't start him, but... Because uh, you have Gronk. Why would you? Hawk yeah. Was, and, and, I mean, and we Hawk have, had another and we had game tonight, deep, too. And I started him. And then we have a pretty deep uh, lineup. And... I wasn't thrilled with Chenault last week, so I swapped him out for Gronk. And, man, I'm so glad I did. But I'm almost debating just having Gronk as a second tight end in every every week yeah. for that team. You might as well. I mean, I almost feel like you're guaranteed at least one touchdown. And even that is – I mean, you're not the yardage isn't going to be there. But, I mean, he definitely has his touchdown upside and – it seems like Brady makes sure that he's finding him down there. So, I mean, I'd roll him out if you have him. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Like, from, it is. like I just, I hate Brady. Like I'm happy for yep. Gronk because Gronk is just like party boy. Like he's exactly what you expect him to be. 
Um, shout out to JL for that tweet. And uh, <laughs> like, so I love it for Gronk, but I hate that Brady's his quarterback. So last top shelf performance is Max Williams. Um, I definitely did have to get clarification from you <laughs> on the, uh, the show sheet there. 94 Dude. yards on seven catches for seven targets. That's a Do really nice performance. Do you know Arizona. who he plays? Do you know who Yes. And I only put this one on here because he was, I think, tied in three on the week. And yes. Um, but I, I didn't know if he's a waiver wire ad because he dropped a zero last week. I almost he's feel really like he's difficult. a des. It's a desperation if you have it. You know, yeah. if you're having to play somebody, um, I think this is more of a if you pass on like the top guys and you're just kind of rolling with whatever tight end you got, it's somebody to throw in there if you have to. I wouldn't put anything down on him, but uh, I mean, that's not a team I see using a tight end too often. So to, to see this stat line kind of caught my attention. So it's kind of, I think he's a guy to keep an eye on more than somebody to pick up at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that, honestly. Um, Cause we've seen, well, we've seen him on our top shelf performances before, but it's like, he'll have one week of that. Yes. And then like, where'd you go? And then he'll pop back right. up. Yeah. So if he does the if he does this for two three weeks in a row, mm-hmm. then go get him. Heck, if he yeah. does it for two weeks in a row, go get him. Yeah. If, and then if he flops on the third one, you can cut him. If he doesn't, then you've got a solid tight end that you picked up off the waiver wire for free or cheap. So yeah. And I only put one for the flat performances because the big the big tight ends. While they didn't oh. give you outrageous numbers, they at least gave you decent what? numbers. Yeah. But uh, the one that su- surprised me a little bit was Kittle. Only 17 yards on four receptions. I'm not really worried about this one. This game was just kind of a crapshoot to begin with. Yeah, it was ugly. Uh, I'm more concerned with their running backs than their tight ends. Christ, yeah. Uh, I didn't even bother putting waiver wire notes in for the Niners because guess what? Who's going to start? You well, don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't know. matter who starts because they're going to get hurt. And then the, the guy behind them is going to come in and then he's going to get hurt. And then the guy behind him is going to come in and guess what? He's going to get hurt. Get hurt. <laughs> yep. So stay away from the Niners. And I hate that I went so hard on Mostert because the dude's so talented, but he can't stay healthy to save his life. And no. it's killed almost every team I have him on because I waited. So like yeah. I, like I fucked myself with those and I have amazing receiving cores, but it doesn't make up for losing one stud running back. So it's like, oh, great. And now I have Ronald Jones and Henderson. 
And that's not somebody I want to roll out every week. Yeah. So the the other person that you left off this list, um, yes, hurt me severely. I have lots and lots of shares of him in best ball and redraft and dynasty. I've got a lot of him. Cole Komet had one catch on one target for zero mm-hmm. yards. Nice. Zero yards. A solid. And work. I started him everywhere that I could because he was playing the Bengals. Yeah, that one hurt a lot. I'm not worried about it. Um, I think, I mean, he's only a year two tight end. Um, he will improve uh, drastically as the offense hopefully improves. So that's all I got to add here. Are you ready for the meat of the show? Let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. All right, read them off. All right. And these are in no particular order. They're just who I found to add to the list. Uh, Cordell Patterson. He is relevant again, I think. What are you, um, and he's only 15% owned on Sleeper, and that's what we use for everything, um, and strictly redraft. What are you putting down for Fab on him? Oh, I'm going to overspend on him. This is, this is probably, honestly, just me being a Mike Davis hater. Um, but also just seeing, like, when he's had the ball, he's looked better than Mike Davis, which yes. isn't hard to predict. <laughs> no. But so I'm probably, I feel like $20 or 20% of your fab will get it done. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, he is so low owned and I think people are still going to believe in Mike Davis being a part of that backfield. And he will, yeah. But I still think Cordero is the the better option here. So with that, I'm going to go 20% of my fab on Cordero Patterson. I think he gives you, ironically enough, he gives you better receiving upside. And I think he's a more efficient runner. And that's who I want if if I've got the Atlanta backfield. Um, So yeah, that's... I, 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 I just, I can't stand Mike Davis. Like seriously, no. Oh, and I, I think they are slow. I think they kind of realized this week that it was probably a better choice to go with Patterson. Yeah. So I'm, well, I'm here's hoping the, here's that the thing that I tried to try to explain to people all off season. Mike Davis was in a system last year that revolved around Christian McCaffrey and his usage. McCaffrey got hurt, so then you plugged Davis in. And he got a ton of receiving work to boost his numbers. But then he kind of got hurt towards the end of the season, and you saw his efficiency plummet. He's 29 years old, I'm pretty sure. While, yes, Arthur Smith is coming from the Titans and was a run-first offense there, the difference is, is... Mike Davis and Derrick Henry are not in the same stratosphere 
from a talent level standpoint. No. And Derrick Henry is actually one of the most efficient runners in the NFL. He has a fi- he had a 5.2 or 5.3 true yards per carry last year. You're not getting that with Mike Davis, especially behind this this line that's not built for a running game. So all of that to be said, go get Cordero Patterson because he's the better player. Absolutely. And those aren't words you thought you'd be saying. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, next on our list is Tim Patrick. 34% owned. And it's, touch, it's touchdown Tim. Dude yep. scores every week. <laughs> and He's a lot bigger than I thought. Like I saw, I saw, I watched that game, and I think I saw when he scored his touchdown or he made a catch, and I was like, "Damn, Tim Patrick's kind of, kind of big." Um, not quite Mike Williams ish, but like, no, almost in that same vein. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be why I like him so much. But you know, I I was kind of afraid that uh, he's a guy I held on to even after last year and going into the off season. Yeah. Uh, just because I love what I saw from him. And I mean, I don't think he deserves to be their, their number four. I think he should be at least their number three without an injury bringing yeah. him in. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be more of a, okay, he had rapport with Locke. So, yeah, that he's makes not somebody you're going to worry. You know, oh, I could plug him in only if Locke is playing. And I mean, even in week one, he seemed to have a decent connection with Teddy. And then, you know, you lose Judy, and he hops right back in. Yeah. And I mean, I would argue it's it's him and Sutton that I want there. I don't yeah. want Hamler. I don't want anybody else. Uh, obviously, Judy, if he's healthy, but, you know, it's. Hamler is such a boomer bust guy, I think. Um, and it, it's kind of frustrating because I do think he's really talented. But I I think I completely agree with you. I want Patrick and Sutton. I mean, Sutton had a good game. Bridgewater's yeah. actually looked really good. He has. Uh, he has. Bridgewater's looked really good. And then. They've had about, and I don't know about this week, but last week they had a 50-50 split with their backfield. Javante's looked decent. I think it was about the same. To me this week, uh, Williams looked better. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, but Melvin I think Gordon, Gordon only had his one. He had a nice catch and run. Yeah. And, and Melvin know. hadn't looked horrible like I, I like to paint a picture of him. Um, but... This is this might be an offense that you want at least those four guys, and if it's superflex, you want Bridgewater. So yeah, yeah, I would. So to to answer the the, the burning question here, I think you could. Uh, I want to say a minimum bid's probably ten percent. Um, yeah. a solid bid that I'd feel comfortable with would probably be fifteen percent. Yep. And then if you really want to go the extra mile, I'd go seventeen percent as a max. I think. Um, if we're talking okay. dynasty, would you drop a little bit more for kind of a security? Uh, 
not really just because if you're if you're a judy or sutton owner do you go a little higher form in a dynasty format yeah probably a little bit um or if you're like if you're a jarvis landry owner he's not a bad replacement mm-hmm. um which i'm one of those and hurting a lot so um yeah i would i'd look at him if i'm a jarvis guy if i'm a uh Judy guy. Um trying to think who else. Heck, maybe if I if I have Will Fuller, even though he's supposed to play this week, like yeah. if I've got Will Fuller and, and Patrick's there, might as well go pick him up for a little bit of a security blanket. So Yeah, I think he's probably my favorite ad. Um Honestly mine's probably Patterson, which is so weird, but <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. the one I like the most on this list, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. Th- those two would be my my two top ones that I'm going for. Um, next is Zach Pascal, 37% owned. I that's think he said a touchdown. I thought it'd be higher. I didn't think he'd make the list. Um, but I know uh, – oh, what's his name? Uh, Campbell was out for this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I do can't stay healthy, so I can't imagine he's going to be yeah. back next week even. But, I mean, Pascal's had, I think, a touchdown in the first two games. Yeah. Now, I think this changes if Wentz is out. Yeah, I'd agree. It's shocking he's hurt. Shocker. Um <laughs> And, and both ankles, so it's not like it's just one issue. So it, if Wentz is out, I'm off on trying to pick him up, but that's the problem is you don't know if he's going to be. So this one was more of a gamble for me. So I think if if you're thinking 10 to 15, I wouldn't go above 10. Yeah, no, I, I've got this at 10. Um, his ownership is high, so I feel like if you're in a – uh, a league where he's not picked up, you can probably get away with 10 because there's probably a reason he's sitting sitting there. Um, and then, again, kind of like you said, the risk-reward factor of is Wentz playing or is Eason playing? And what does that look like for Pascal? Mm-hmm. I think 10 is the perfect bid. Yeah. Like, I think not if, too high, if, not too low. Should Could yeah. get the job done if it doesn't. Oh, well, if it does, great. You're not out too much. Yeah. And I, I think with Eason, it's more of a – it's a Taylor-Pittman game versus anything else. Uh, or Hines, even. I think Hines takes a step up here if if Wentz is out. Yeah. Totally. With um, with that, though, I, I would still take Patrick or Patterson over – anyone on this list but it's one of those things that you know if your league has grabbed those guys then you know you're and you're hurting like these are guys that i think could be a decent fill-in for a week or two uh you've got the uh the top three were probably the are probably the three that i'm most comfortable with the fourth guy like i love him 
I swear to God, he played at his school for six years, and you guys will know who I'm talking about in just a minute. But oh, I feel the same way. <laughs> I, I, like there, I cannot make myself pull the trigger to put him in a starting lineup, even as a flex player. Oh man, I do it. I've ha- I've been forced to do it, and I think that's why I don't hate it. Yeah. Is it's one of those ones that doesn't feel good, but then you get it, it and seems like, oh, to always pay off. 11, yeah. 13 points. I th- he's he's Carr's security blanket. Besides, yeah. if, if Waller's not there, it's Renfro. Yep. And and I was shocked at how low his percentage was. He's only 13% yeah. owned, which I think is stupid. But like this this is a guy who deserves to be on a bench. Yeah. Not, no, not I, out I in the laborers. Um, and I, I kind of agree with your fab percentage on this one because yeah. well, I feel like I if he's that low, no one's going to go grab him. Exactly. That that was exactly my thinking. Is he's this low with his ownership percentage that you can get away with a five dollar bid or five percent of your fab bid, and you're getting someone who's gonna get you at at on on a bad day, let's say seven eight points. On a good yeah. day, he's probably not getting any more than fourteen or fifteen. But he's always going to be right around that ten to thirteen range, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's ugly. I feel like yep. usually, but it's consistent somehow. Um, and I swear to God, he played at Clemson for six years <laughs> and did the exact same thing that he's doing now. Yep. So yeah, with that low ownership percentage, throw five bucks at Hunter Renfro, and especially like if you're a receiver needy team or you need a, a flex fill-in because somebody that you have is injured mm-hmm. go throw five bucks at hunter renfro why the hell not yep well especially because i don't think as good of a game as rug had rugs had it's not gonna be something you're getting every week God, uh, so frustrating i think brian edwards is still the guy you're wanting there but i mean even then that's not even consistent so why not take the cheap route and get Renfro and just, I mean, you can't, you're rolling the dice, but at least you know what you're getting. Yep. And honestly, with how they've played, I don't think it's a, a bad idea to be throwing him in a flex spot because I think they're going to be in games more often than not this year. And I, it's insane. I thought they'd be car is playing out of his mind. The and whole, I kind of love it. And I don't know it's, if it's, I don't know if it's a mix of car playing well, or kind of just, I don't know. There's like a weird atmosphere there that, they kind of just are feeding off each other. Like they had a great, I think they're kind of riding that win against the Ravens and proved against the Steelers that that win wasn't a joke. And yeah, I, I think they're going to steal one from the chiefs and I think they can honestly, yeah, I think they can honestly make a, a case to run number two in that division. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the battle between them and the Chargers, I think. Yes. So, um, yeah, so just to give you guys some some official stats, uh, Hunter Renfro through two games has 16 targets, 11 catches, and 127 yards. 
and is averaging 11 and a half yards per catch. So for five bucks of fab, yeah, I'd, I'd add that to my team. Mm-hmm. That's solid flex play. Agreed. Um, the next one I threw on there, I'm actually shocked at the ownership on this one. I uh, am too. Was Cedric Wilson, 47% owned. That's too high. Yeah, but agreed. I only put this on here because you're already missing uh, Gallup. And what a shitty way to start his final season with the Cowboys. I hate it so much. Yeah, same here. Um, And then with the possibility of Cooper maybe missing, but he seems like he kind of plays through his injuries, so I'm not expecting him to be out uh, with the bruised ribs. But if you're... This is more if you're desperate, if you're the Gallup or Cooper owner. I'd maybe throw a couple bucks at Wilson on this one. Yeah, I put, I, think, seven, I put seven, I think, percent or, or, or dollars for Fab. And that to me is really almost like a maximum bid. Yes. If you're, I think if you're the Cooper owner, I would maybe bump that up to 10 just in case Cooper doesn't mm-hmm. play. But don't throw anything more than five to seven at this because they've still got no. Zeke, Pollard, Lamb, Jarwin, and Schultz, even if Cooper's out. Um Cedric Wilson yeah, I think it... is almost like he's a poor man's Darius Slayton, which is not like a great yeah. comp, I don't think. Um no. so He's not someone that I'm I'm super enthusiastic about. Like after Renfro, my confidence level in the guy, the rest of the guys on our list, significantly drops. Yeah, this is th- these are more if your team is absolutely hurting and you need the Lord Jesus to come down and bless your team. These are <laughs> the, the guys you're going to do it with because you know it, it's these are hail marys. But yeah. uh, I mean the next one is Madison 39% owned. I threw this one on here. Most of you have uh, cook. You already should have handcuffed him. Yes. Uh, Jesus. Christ. I don't, I don't think he's going to miss time. Be, he did come back in, but it is something to be aware of. Yeah. So my whole thing with, with cook is like, I, I won't say he's injury prone, but Damn it, if he doesn't miss a game or two every mm-hmm. single year. Like, well, I mean, I think CMC is kind of becoming the same way. These guys are just, they work so hard. You kind of almost have to yeah. assume that's what you're you're getting. Well, CMC's still more durable than. Well, he got banged up. Cook to me. Um, he did this week. Yeah, I think he missed a couple plays and they they said he'll he'll be ready to go for thursday but i mean i mean i'm not i'm not worried about it's not a good thing to see cmc is an alien like he is not from this planet i'm convinced um like watching him in week one against the jets like yeah i know it's the jets but it was still like you're not supposed to be able to make it through that hole how the hell did you do it um and i don't necessarily get the same vibes from cook like obviously he's an extremely talented player but when it comes to like recovering from injuries and stuff i just like cmc's on another level even in that department so if you have 
Dalvin Cook. You should already have Alexander Madison on your bench just for those two games that he's going to miss this year. But if you don't, or if you for some reason went zero RB like I did in a dynasty league, and it's going poorly, and Madison is there, go get him. So I put twelve to fifteen dollars on this one. I would probably say fifteen is is what you need to go with. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even like I I want to say that feels low, but it's almost like his ownership is high enough to where if he's sitting on the waivers, he's probably there for a reason. You could probably get away with this kind of bid and, and still get him. Yeah, probably. Um, the last three, uh, we got Friermuth, who I th- I think could be a sneaky tight end ad. Um. I think especially if you're playing in a tight end premium league, I think he's worth a pickup. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's going to take this away from, what, Ebron? Ebron. Pretty quick. He looks, I mean, I know he didn't do much last week at all, but he looks, uh, the little bit I saw of the game, he looked good. And I'm actually kind of surprised with, like, the trying to get them getting him out there already unless or, or did Ebron sit this game? I don't know. Um, but I mean, they spent second round draft capital. I'm pretty sure on him. He was my tight end too in the class from a rookie standpoint. I, if Kyle Pitts wasn't in this class, he would have been, he's tight end one in any other class. Like he's, he's going to be a good solid player. If he's on your waivers, um, I, Oh God, did. Did you watch this game at all? No. The little bit that I watched, um, God, it was it, it made me sick to hear. I don't know who the announcers were, but he had one catch, and I kid you not, the the announcer was like, "Oh, look, looks like good old Heath Miller out there," and <laughs> I just wanted to be like, "How the hell does this guy have a job?" They're not. Just because that was your tight end that you had there. Yeah. Yeah. They're not comparable. No. Sorry. They're not on the same level. I don't think Keith Miller was that good. And he was solid. He was a good fantasy tight end. But I wouldn't even say that. I, I good is probably like strong. Like he was decent. Man. Like he was consistent, but that was about it. <laughs> But yeah, if I heard that as as that's who I'm being compared to, I'd be like, you know, I'm out, guys. This that's insulting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. I'd throw five bucks maybe at at Fryermuth if he's there. Um, he's gonna be solid, especially as he continues to grow. If you can go get him in Dynasty, now's probably the time to do it because, again, rookie tight ends struggle typically. But I want to know Johnson's banged up. Claypool's played like crap so far, Uh, which I'm not shocked by at all. Shut your mouth. Shut your Uh, mouth. So I I think he's a solid ad here. Uh, Last two, 
for me, these I wouldn't add them. But They're only super flex adds to me. Yeah, and and this is a desperation, and yeah. it's Mills and Eason. Um, yeah, and I would honestly say Mills is your only priority. Yeah, totally. And I'm not. I don't think I'm throwing more than ten bucks at him. To be completely no. honest. Um, they're play again. They're playing the Panthers on Thursday night. Tyrod's probably out, so it's probably gonna be. Oh, he, 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 they they said he's out four weeks. Oh, they did officially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. He, I think yeah. they said so, at least four. I mean, at least this week he's like. If you have to start him, you're you're. I'm just gonna tell you now, you're screwed. Um, yeah. Because that Panthers defense is going to light him up, especially because it's Thursday night. It's a short week. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna get crushed. Um, but I mean, hell, it's the same old, same old with Tyrod looks good for two or three weeks and then he's out and then a rookie comes in and takes over for him. Um, so is this chapter number four? I think of that. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, Uh, I don't don't think is is that good, but I don't think so. Neither of these guys is really worth more than, than 10 bucks of fab. And it's again, if you're desperate, if you've got like, if you're the Tyrod guy, go get Davis Mills. If you're the Wentz guy, go get Eason, just in case. Like with Wentz specifically, just in case he doesn't play, then you've at least got something that you can plug in to to cover your butt. Yeah, I think, I think I agree. I think Mills is the only one that I mean. Even if I didn't own um, Taylor, if I was just desperate in the super flex i'd go after him but if i did i'm not starting him this week like you said i think he'll be baptized in the fire on this one and it's not going to end well for him yeah if it wasn't a short week i wouldn't be as concerned but short week and that defense doesn't look too bad at all so i i have cooks in a lot of places and i'm still going to play him because they still they still they seem to be okay. Someone. Yeah, and I think and Collins I think is out now. Yeah. I for at least a game or two. So it's that or you've got three old guys running the ball behind him or two old guys behind him. Yeah. You know, and it's I'll, I'll take Cook still, but I'm not excited about it. Yeah. I completely agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Fantasy Nightcap. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Nightcap, at FF underscore Collective. That's K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V. Like and subscribe on YouTube to our channel, Fantasy Football Collective. And make sure you like and subscribe or follow on your preferred podcasting network, the Fantasy Nightcap. You can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And you can follow the beautiful, the wonderful... The fantastic Mr. Fox at CarbonFox underscore FF. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, where we serve you fantasy advice. Straight, no chaser. Cheers. Cheers.